Here we are, Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins. Lots to go over coming out of UFC 260. Bellator returns this weekend. Uh, before we move forward, really quick, I spoke with uh, CFFC new middleweight champion uh, Aaron Jeffrey yesterday. That should be out on SureDog.com soon when you, um, by the time you listen to this. So the audio v- version of that uh, interview will be on the, the audio version of this podcast um, when you guys listen to it. But this podcast is brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you follow All Access MMA for your MMA news. Matt, so uh, what's good, man? <laughs> man, uh, <laughs> exciting uh, last week or so here uh, between, well, since we last talked, uh, the UFC tickets went on sale uh, for UFC 261, uh, full crowd Jacksonville. And I messaged you, I messaged a couple other people that that was the highest ticket. Uh, I'd never seen ticket demand that high. Uh, mm-hmm. since UFC 205 for me in, in New York City. Uh, so, and I don't I don't check. I know some of the UK and, and Australian events have had some crazy sales. Uh, but to see the ticket slide, the, the price slide all the way up, um, even for face value tickets was crazy. And as a result, it basically sold, I mean, it essentially sold out during the pre-sale mm-hmm. on, on Wednesday. And uh, they were only piecemealing out some random seats over the next couple of days. So really crazy. I yeah. kind of surprised me. Didn't expect that kind of, uh, no that kind of demand. Not at all. I mean, I know you were messaging me and I was kind of just like, you know, I mean, you're, you're one of those guys that that's hunting tickets. Like as soon as you sn- get any, any sort of whiff of, of tickets. So I was kind of like, oh, all right. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying it any mind, mm-hmm. but then when I saw major outlets and then Dana white tweeting that they sold out within minutes, I was just like, holy shit. I guess uh, people really want to get out of their houses. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I know is buying tickets for fights, and, and I it usually it just was weird how how quick they went, and and I was lucky to secure some um, early on uh, and got a, a reasonable price for my tickets, uh, at least the lowest price that you could get for for the face value of my section. But uh, mm-hmm. just crazy to see how how it went, and and I I just last thing I expected honestly was it that quick of a sellout. Yeah. I thought I thought over time people would you know there'd take some word of mouth, people talking about it, people kind of contemplating it over a day or two. But uh, you know, I, I it's shocking how how quick they went. So that was uh that was Wednesday. Um, and then, uh, and then over the weekend, you know, the event we had talked about UFC 260, yeah. uh, we have a new heavyweight champion of the world right now. And, uh, you know, somebody I'd say we, we could confidently say is probably the, is, is the number one heavyweight, uh, well, know, yeah. on, the, on the planet right now. I mean, there's nobody in Bellator, there's nobody in any other organizations right now that, uh, I think a reasonable argument would be made that they could be ranked higher than Naganu on a worldwide scale. So, uh, yeah, I cr- mean, crazy. you had said, uh, last week how we kind of needed like a modern day tank Abbott, but I mean, not for nothing in that fight, we saw him, uh, you know, I mean, credit to Miocic for taking all the, the shots that he took before he got put away. But, um, I mean, you know, uh, now we have a guy that's not just a dangerous puncher uh, in MMA, but I mean, he's got, he obviously he's worked on his takedown defense. Um, so many people were saying a, the patient Francis Ngannou is the scarier Francis Ngannou. And um, I mean, which makes sense. The guy with all that mass, I mean, he's, he's conserving his energy. Um, 
I mean, now it's like, what's next? It looks like Derek, either Derek Lewis is next, or we're going to get a super fight with John Jones, which it seems like, I don't know. I, I don't know what that, what, what's happening with that. <laughs> you know, I've said it since day one. If John Jones wanted to be the baddest man on the planet, he would have been the baddest man on the planet a long time ago. And, and basically that's the heavyweight division. I think a lot of it's, I, I understand he's put on this weight, but a lot of it's, it, you know, it's, and he, and he should get paid properly for, for what he's doing. But uh, I don't know. Ninganu, if Ninganu can stop takedowns, especially, you know, from guys not the size of Brock Lesnar, then <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to beat him. I mean, to me, Lewis kind of has really the best shot as far as a puncher goes, just because he's not going to fear him. And he also swings hammers. So if he's able to get inside maybe a little bit, because I'd imagine just based off their body types, ningano has got a little bit of a reach on him um, that if he get inside and, and get something landed, he might be able to hurt Ninganu. Uh But other than that, I, I don't, I right now, I don't see anybody who's really going to beat him uh, short of, like I said, just getting caught by a big mm. punch from a big puncher. And to me, Lewis is really that only, only that guy, uh, and we had that, and we had that fight already too. I mean, yeah, and Lewis won. Yeah, he won a yeah. decision, but it was boring as hell. Both guys were gun shy. Um, yeah. it, it was one of the worst fights in the history of the sport. Uh, but I, I feel like that still is kind of developing into a, a fun fight right now. Um, you know, somebody like Volkov is somebody that's maybe interesting because of his height and his length and 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 his ability to to what he did to uh, you know over him in his last fight mm-hmm. um that that kind of gets a little creative there but i i don't i don't see a lot of guys i don't know if john jones can beat ninganu if he has to stay on the feet i don't know if really <laughs> you know I, I just don't think jones has that one punch hurt hurted 270 pound heavyweight punching power or no, elbow uh, power anything I, on the feet and i know he was really vo- uh not vocal but active on his social media after Dana White insinuated that maybe it'd, it'd be better for him to avoid Ngannou altogether, insinuating that he's scared and what have you. But, um, you know, one of the things he was saying was like, you know, it's not just power shots or whatever, it's technique. And, you know, and he's right about all that. I mean, a smart fighter is always going to beat, you know, just the raw power and skill or whatever, you know, te- most of the time. But, uh, you know, like uh, the, we, we kept saying puncher's chance, puncher's chance, and, and when you ha- add that with somebody that's just, just I mean, I, what has he been training five, six years? So he's going to get better. I don't know if you saw that video of him and um, Teddy Atlas. Atlas. Teddy Atlas. No, that's what I was just going to bring up. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. I can watch that, that for days. That's the left hook that, that he landed that, that uh-huh. caught because he wasn't winding it up and like everything Atlas told him not to do. You know, he was firing it off right from here unexpectedly. And I mean, it was, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, and, so he's obviously a good student too, and those are those make for dangerous fighters at the competitive level. But um, I'm uh, I'm excited to see what they do with the heavyweight division. It's gonna be a while before they figure anything out with all the other cards and stuff coming up. But um, I mean, I know that there's other stuff that went on that we could go, we could we could talk for hours <laughs> about a uh, you know with uh, Jaron Villel's horrible refereeing and other <laughs> other other stuff going on, but. Let's uh, uh, about uh that one. but we got some, you know, as as things are tr- slowly getting back to normal, Bellator MMA comes back this weekend and you know, in, in my neck of the woods over here on the East Coast, so I couldn't be more excited for that. Um written a lot about them over at MMANews.com and, and normally I'm there to cover events, but I think I need to get that vaccine before I can, you know, lessen my time. But uh I mean it's uh Friday night, Bellator, which which I certainly love. So um, Bellator sent out this thing. Uh, 
as a marketing. So we're going to use it as our background for the event. So let's uh, bring that up to help us do our our preview of the card. I mean, there's a lot of Bellator news this week, obviously. I know you were just looking at the uh, their Bellator is starting to do their own rankings like the UFC does rankings. And um, what do you think of them? I mean, I know people are questioning the welterweight one. Uh, yeah, so you sent me the link before we started recording. It's kind of the first time I've looked at anything other than I saw the women's and men's pound for pound list uh, flash over Twitter, but I honestly didn't look it up. Uh, I had seen a couple of them now that I look at it. But, um, you know, the thing is that due to inactivity, uh, fighters can be left off of it. I think you were telling me it was 15 months mm-hmm. was the, the cutoff. So uh, just right off the bat um, for for the Walter Wade, I noticed that there was no uh, Lorenz Larkin uh, and Korshkov. Korshkov just fought in Russia, so I don't know if that counts. I don't know if he's even still technically under contract with Bellator. I'm but pretty Larkin sure and- Bellator fights are what they're looking at. Yeah, okay, it's, so it's, it's a Bellator rankings. And that would make sense. Yeah, yeah but as far as activity goes, uh, if they loan somebody off. I, 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 my understanding was he was allowed to fight in Russia uh, uh, with permission from Bellator Uh to keep to keep active at a time where travel is hard. So Ray, that's the only thing I noticed. Um, I mean, you probably looked at him over more than me. Um, you know, the, the, you had mentioned Walter Waite, and with those out, those two guys in there, they currently have Michael Venom Page, MVP, ranked as uh, the number one contender uh, be, behind the, the champion, uh, Douglas Lima. Uh, I mean, I think it's a rematch we eventually should see uh, because of the way the first one ended, but... Um, but that's kind of jumps out at me. Uh, anything, anything specific other than, than those items that you kind of mentioned to me earlier that I just repeated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, no, no, I mean, outside of that, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too, um, it's, it's the first rankings they put out. And they're obviously with the, they're, they're throwing three events at us like in the next couple of weeks. So these are obviously going to change. But uh, uh, one thing I wanted to point out is for the men's pound for pound, um, James Lynch, who's been on the podcast, and you know I, I worked with him over at MMA News. I transcribed his interview. He interviewed uh, Patricio Pitbull, and he talked to him about. Uh, I don't know if you saw how there was like a discrepancy or what have you with the with where he's ranking his ranking on topology, um, you know, versus uh, how, like his his view of where he should be ranked and what have you. So. When James spoke with him, he mentioned how he, he thought that uh, Bellator's rankings would be a little bit better only because of the folks that the folks that are on the panel, um, which they did announce. You can check on their 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 uh, when they announced that they're going to do this, the you know, the people that were going to be on the panels, they listed them so that you know who they are. And if you look at them, I mean, folks that have been in this, on this podcast, like Nolan King are on, on the panel and and. A uh, couple of other guys that not only you know for a fact that they are they're watching the sport and they are watching Bellator MMA because mm-hmm. if you look at the guys that do like the UFC rankings, I um some of the names I don't even first of all I have no idea who they are. Secondly, um, some of them, not all of them, some of them I do know who they are, but um I know for a fact because I know who they are. I know that they're not they're not even watching the UFC fights when they're happening. Um, which who's to say they're not watching them later, but they're definitely like uh, they're favoring boxing and pro wrestling and other things over what you're what, what they're what they have a say in their ranking. 
And one of my bosses, as you know, Eric Kowal, put the UFC rankings system on blast uh, towards the end of last year because he was on the rankings panel and saw how messed up it was and kind of walked away from it, told, asked to be removed from it. So um, that's from over at My MMA News. So it's kind of like, I mean, and, you know, there's a couple of articles written about it based on his experience. So I, uh, I don't mind these rankings. Again, they're new. And uh, with the events coming up, we're going to have, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of shuffling about. But um, it's nice to see that Bellator is kind of getting their stuff primed and ready to be more uh, more in competition with the UFC, especially with this move to Showtime. Yeah, that's right. We go to Showtime this Friday for the first time. So have to get that dialed in. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you're not joking about the UFC uh <laughs> voters uh for their rankings i don't know the current list exactly or how much of it's changed but in the very recent past uh like there was a famous radio talk show host uh, fm talk show morning host that was getting a vote out here uh i know in the san diego area Mm. and um I would say the guy is about as casual a fan as ever there might have been a time when the chuck chuck liddell era where he was kind of following it more, but I don't think he could tell you who 95% of the roster is currently. Uh, And he probably couldn't tell you who the majority of the champions are. Uh, And, and that's that. So I can definitely support what you say is about, you know, them being jokers and it not being a serious vote at all. So that's the cool thing. Like you said about this, I think it's going to, there's going to be fights now that are going to, that are going to shuffle this up and, and really kind of put it in cement a little bit more, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, Fedor seems. I this is gonna shock everybody, but I think Fedor is probably highly ranked on here. Him being four is probably not not right. I mean, I there's some guys listed below him that uh, I probably wouldn't want to see him get into the cage with. Um, so, yeah, but I think, but we hear rumors today that Junior Dos Santos might be signing with Bellator hey. as as a Fedor uh, opponent. So, um, I wouldn't mind that, that at all. No, no, no. That's fun. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's fun. Win or lose, that's fun. So uh, yeah. um, that's uh, that's that's looking forward in the future. So yeah, and then and then now we got the Bellator event this uh, this Friday. Pitbull yes, versus Emmanuel Sanchez two uh, World Grand Prix semifinals uh, get going. Uh, it, it's I like how we're getting this tournament wrapping up, uh, moving yeah. along again. Uh, totally was interrupted for basically the whole year uh, due to COVID. But, um, you know, these events they've got announced this month are pretty loaded. Uh, I know, I think Romero and uh, and um, Rumble got uh, postponed uh, a couple weeks, I think until the, like the 9th of May, I want to say. But um, other than that, I mean, this this main card, uh, you got an undefeated uh, Nemurga Medoff uh, making his debut. Um, but uh, you know the heavyweight fights. You got Tyrell Fortune uh, coming in. He's he's rebounding. He, he had his loss to Timothy Johnson. He fights Jack May, who's been a last last minute replacement, late late minute replacement, uh, who actually fought Fortune uh, a couple Bellators ago, and, and the fight ended on a uh, on a grind strike, uh, no contest. Um, kind of feel sorry for Jack May. He he got basically put on a stretcher and bare yeah. knuckle and uh, he's been on a kind of a tough run. Uh, I, I don't see how his luck turns here. I think fortune uh, had his loss and, and now he's going to continue to grow and, and learn. Uh, I, I don't see him losing this fight against somebody who, who's not going to be able to stop his wrestling. 
Yeah, no, that's uh, I, I'm on the same page there with that pick. I mean, uh, I like Tyrell Fortune. I mean, he's definitely uh, he's one of those one of those fighters that I remember when I I forget who uh, forget who he fought. It might have been his debut. I think it was on the um, the card where Liam McGeary lost his title to Phil Davis. I forget the event number, but I think I'm pretty sure it was that same card. Um, but I was just impressed with not just his wrestling, but you know, I think I've said it. I might have said it here before. You know, wrestlers have some explosive power that they seem so unaware of that when they learn to strike, it's like knockout power comes naturally to them. So um, I like how he's how he's rounding out as a as a uh, as a mixed was, martial artist. It was artist. his debut. You have Bellator yeah. one sixty three on, on that McGeary Davis card. You're correct about that. So Man. yeah, no, he uh, he can he continues to improve. And like I said, I think the loss, although it was it was brutal, wasn't the uh, worst thing. That could have happened. Uh, one of my favorites, Alejandra Lara, returns to the cage uh, against Kano Wantanabe. Uh, Lara coming off of a, a, a tremendous, you know, performance where she she's totally, my favorite too. <laughs> uh, domination <laughs> over Vita Ortega. Um, currently uh, ranked. Uh, I have to go back to the ranks. I believe she was number nine, uh, and Wantanabe is. Uh, it actually might be the women's uh one is obviously undefeated and, and got a huge run going um with already one win in Bellator. I, I I'm gonna go with Alejandra Lara. Uh her performance against uh, Ortega was was dominating. I thought it was the best uh, mm-hmm. uh evolution of what she's become. It was Vita, and, right? Vita Ortega? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh it, it, in a fight I don't think a lot of people thought Lara I think they thought Lara was kind of had reached her pinnacle and, and was going to start getting picked away by some of the top contenders. And, and Vita's uh, tough, tough as nails. Exactly. Exactly. So actually Lara's ranked fourth in the women's flyweight and uh, Wantanabe's ranked fifth. So uh, we talk about a fight that's going to shake up the rankings. Uh, although neither woman will drop too far. Uh, it's, Kana it's Watanabe. Kana Watanabe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, my boy Neiman Gracie versus Jason Jackson. Uh, you know, right? That's still confirmed, right? Yeah. I know yeah, they updated uh, the card today, so it's going down. This fight got moved to the co main event. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna go against a New York City jiu-jitsu guy. <laughs> so Yeah, and uh I hate going against the Gracie, but I I think I am. Um Jackson's been kicking ass man uh big win streak right now over henderson maine and uh kunimoto uh dominant all those his only loss right now in recent memories to ed ruth and it was a split decision and i thought he won that fight uh so i'm gonna go with jason jackson i I think he's gonna avoid the be able to avoid the ground and um and i think he's gonna pick up a decision win in this Mm -hmm. fight Uh, i mean it's it's not unheard of no 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 i mean he's obviously a, a high level fighter i'd like to see gracie win um i just i just think jackson's kind of the is his momentum is moving uh moving nicely right now yeah no i mean uh you know i already said my piece on that well he's technically i think he lives in jersey too i know he trains at almeida's in south (laughs) jersey but either way i mean i like neiman i I like you know i i don't like to go against uh my brother trains at holes gracie's so I, i can't i can't uh you know I can't go against the uh the the it's like it's like me rooting for uh someone like I'm not that I'm into football but you know like local sports when like if I was walking around with the Dallas Cowboys jersey on here in New Jersey I'd probably get jumped 
So <laughs> that's why I, I got to root for Neiman Gracie. Um, did we already look at? I know we briefly looked at Usman. I, I mean the the Samurga Medoff and uh, Hamill fight. I mean, uh, man, they got to get a picture up there. <laughs> yeah, he's making his debut in Bellator. Uh, Eleven and zero. I I think he wins this fight pretty handily. Uh, Hamill coming off of a loss to Adam Borix. Mm. Um, I I think this is kind of a showcase fight for Nurmagomedov. Yeah, could be probably be in his corner since that's his new that's his new role now. Um, and then uh, that the main event, uh, Pitbull versus Sanchez again. I I don't remember. Was that like? The first fight was it fun? I don't remember it. First fight was extremely close. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if it was a split decision, but it was. Uh, it was basically three rounds to two. Um, yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing about MMA: whenever something feels like it makes the most sense, <laughs> it never freaking does. So right now, in a perfect world, P- Pitbull wins. He fights AJ McKee in the final. We get a solution to that. Uh, he, he, it makes sense because he's number one pound for pound. He's number one ranked in his division. He's the champion. Uh, the guy he's got the biggest win over in his career is now fighting for the lightweight championship in the UFC and Michael Chandler. So what's going to happen? I think Emmanuel Sanchez is going to win a decision (laughs) and derail all of that and, uh, and go on, uh, and, uh, and, and fight AJ McKee in the finals. That's, I think AJ McKee gets through his, his side of the bracket, uh, well, he's already he's, he's waiting on these guys. I mean, that's, is he uh, is he already in the final? Yeah, that's okay. the winner winner okay. winner of this faces him, and then that's that's that. <laughs> yeah, I should have known that. But yeah, then uh, then yeah, I, I I think Sanchez pulls off the upset and just throws everything we've talked about between rankings and Michael Chandler and and the grudge match between the Pitbulls and and McKee and and yeah, and I think that's what happens. So I'm gonna take Sanchez by decision, mm. uh, kind of shocking the world. I don't know. I'm going to have to uh, disagree with you on that one. Watching. Um, so, you know, I, I do uh, the transcription for James over James Lynch over at MMA news.com. So uh, he, he interviewed both of these guys um, and all that's up on that website. If you want to check it out. Um, uh, my thing was like, they both seem to have the same opinion of each other. That's number one that I took away from it. They both think neither fighter has evolved enough from their last fight. Um, so if you, if they're both saying the same thing, then we're probably going to get the same result. That's the only reason why I'm saying that. Number two is when I look at the wins, cause obviously Sanchez's last loss was to Pitbull and then he's won everything else after that. When I look at their wins, I think, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, Pitbull has, uh, a couple of more finishes or at least one more finish than Sanchez has gotten. And I'm a fan of finishers. So, uh, plus, you know, Patricio has this. I don't know if he's he really has nothing to prove holding two titles, but um, you know he's kind of on this thing. I mean, you know Chandler's riding that wave over at the UFC, and there's that whole thing where where uh, Dana White acted like he didn't know who Patricio was. Um, I feel like in the back of his mind, he's got something that something to prove uh, to the entire sport to be just to kind of make a statement like, not only am I going to uh, you know make it to the finals of this tournament. Um, but I'm going to make a statement because he made a statement when he knocked out Carvalho in the first round. I, I thought that fight would have been more of a, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, that that's, I, I'm leaning more people only because of if, if neither men has changed and they both of them have the same opinion, you know, then we're going to get the same result. 
I don't see a finish happening. I, I, I think it's going to be another, another war. But the uh, interesting thing, just glancing here, so their their first bout, uh, Sanchez was even money bet, uh, plus one hundred, and uh, and Pitbull was a slight favorite at minus one twenty. Hmm. In the rematch, uh, after both fighters are pretty much, you know cleaned house to get here uh now pitbull is a minus 325 while uh sanchez is a plus 250 hmm. so <laughs> big shift i mean the first fight <laughs> uh you know pitbull hurt him early and then in the sanchez rallied but so we'll see uh i just i've learned that when you think something makes sense it, it, it just doesn't no that's actually you said that really well actually i i i can't help but agree with with you know anything you said because it's 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 definitely uh, it's definitely something that se- seems to hold a lot of truth. I'm just bringing up the the prelims real quick because there there's some um, there's some pretty uh, good fights on there. Um, well, our boy Magomed, Mag- boy. <laughs> yeah, yep. uh, uh, Mandel Nalo versus Ricardo Seixas is is one another one that should be. Uh, these are all on the YouTube channel, by the way. So if you don't uh-huh. sign up for the Showtime thing, it's going to be on 6 p.m. Eastern on the uh, Bellator YouTube channel. And then uh, I've always liked Roger, Roger Huerta fight. I know he's not the, you know, he's not the sports illustrator, Roger Huerta from back in the day, but I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that I, that, uh, that uh, kind of was the emerging emergence of the modern mixed martial artist in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's fighting a five and O Chris Gonzalez. I don't know what that says about, you know, what's going on there, but I mean, I, I'm still, I always, when I see his name, I, I get nostalgia. So. Yeah, no, I mean, first name that jumped out of me when I looked at the prelims. Uh, so, you know, and I see Nalo getting that fight uh, coming off of obviously taking care of uh, a grind shot to uh, Syed. Uh, mm-hmm. So those things, that, you know, I noticed immediately. Uh, don't know a lot of these other guys, just to be blatantly honest. But I think it's going to be an exciting night of fights. This is showtime this Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, over Sanchez, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, just uh, with the move to Showtime, um, I've written a bunch of articles with the link for for folks to get that $4.99 a month deal for six months, 30-day free trial and $4.99 a month for six months off of Showtime. I mean, you know, where where else can you save money watching MMA these days since it costs so goddamn much now to, to, to try to watch fights? It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I mean, I don't know what's what's left to to talk about other than I mean, uh, the other news was that I mean we were supposed to get uh you know Romero, Yell Romero and Rumble Johnson at the next event, but it got pushed back to two fifty eight, I believe now. Yeah, so three first events later week of, of May. So because yeah, no. of, <laughs> that's what I wanted to mention because of travel issues. So at the beginning of this, I mentioned the the interview, and and again, the folks on the audio version are going to hear. Uh, Aaron Jeffrey's uh, story, but uh, with everything going on, when you listen to his story, it kind of made me, uh, which is why I'm glad I spoke to him and wrote the article. Hopefully it gets published in sure dog, um, you know, soon this week's because it's something that definitely needs to be heard across the sport with that, with events trying to move forward um, during a time where it just seems hard enough to get out of your goddamn house. Um, I mean, uh, we're going to, take it with a grain of salt you know what i mean like these changes that we get because i mean it's either you know these guys got to look for something else to do or they have to they have to go through 
the plot line of planes, trains, and automobiles to, to get to their fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we don't know all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, so you've given us a little bit of a sneak peek into some of the realities of what's uh, going on, especially for these guys not fighting for you know organizations with private jets to to get them around the world, mm-hmm. um, and and the, and the power to be able to basically you know move legislation to you know yeah. go go their way, you know. So um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I look forward to to listening to it. Uh, that's Aaron Jeffrey, the CFFC middleweight champion. Check us out, uh, as always, on All Access MMA, the home of our video podcast, and uh, also your home for MMA news. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbizal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Till next uh, weekend, we got uh, you know we'll talk about Bellator, and then we uh, then we start to gear up for uh, for another UFC event, UFC on ABC. Which uh, one final note lost its headliner today uh, with Darren Till <laughs> dropping out. Yeah. So um, we will see how that unfolds and, and what we have to talk about next yeah. week. Yeah, I mean that's kind of why I brought up the Aaron Jeffrey interview again because I mean look, I mean that's due to injury, but imagine all the other stuff that's going to happen between now and then. It's almost like a running joke, right? Like, exactly. like, you know what I mean? It's like this weird thing, and it's, it gets to the point. That's why UFC 259 was so unique. It was almost like it was almost like this weird, you know, like like light shining on all. Oh, everything's gonna get better, and then it went right back to. <laughs> and never forget the jinx that I managed to put on events. I'm sure UFC 261 is gonna end up headlined by you know. Oh man, I forgot know. about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Oh, I'm taking the jinx right into COVID. This could be. We might end up with like a four fight main card. You're, and, you're, and no you're gonna land. You're gonna land in Florida, <laughs> and Florida's gonna fall right into the ocean. <laughs> They're gonna announce 17 <laughs> people missed weight by the time I got off my. You know, off my <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. We'll see you next week. All right. Take it easy. That's funny. All right. Uh, Ed Carbajal here with uh, Aaron Jeffrey for SureDog.com. Uh, speaking with a new champ, CFFC champ. Um, did you get a chance to watch the fight, by the way? Uh, since you, since I know you just got out of quarantine. Yeah, I did. I did. I watched the fight a couple times. All right, so uh, I mean, uh, you seemed in the post-fight interview, you seemed a little hard on yourself. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, um, like, where where you're at now, now that you've seen and some time has passed. Yeah, I I don't think it was that bad. I think uh, I was probably being a little bit too hard on myself. Um, maybe just because I came off three knockouts before that, mm-hmm. um, I was just expecting it to finish the same way again. But uh, no, I, I don't think it was a bad fight. Like, I wanted to show my wrestling a little bit too. He was a wrestler, and I think I out wrestled him. Um, I think maybe I could have opened up a little bit more in, in some spots, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm fairly happy with the performance. Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't think you did bad myself. I, I tuned in for it and, um, what was funny, I mean, now that you watch it, so I'm sure it's, uh, I was tweeting when it was happening and you had said it when we spoke before the fight that they were going to talk about your striking. I think it was like in round one or two, John Morgan mentioned your striking. And I was just, I just, I just found that funny. Mm-hmm. And obviously the fight didn't, you know, uh, you know, you, you had to change tactics. So like um, <clears throat> leading, obviously when it was happening, was that just kind of like uh, your reaction to the way he was, I mean, he was obviously tough, your opponent. So um, is, is that uh, kind of why you were initially hard on yourself? Cause you, you had to change uh, uh, what, what folks were expecting of you. I know you said you're mostly a wrestler, so yeah. 
Um, I, I don't know why I was so hard on myself, Emilio. Again, like I said, uh, coming off three three knockouts, maybe I just really expected to to get another knockout in this one. Mm. Um, I I knew he was like kind of worn down too, and I felt maybe going into the third and fourth that it was gonna happen. Um, also, just like people in the the crowd like yelling shit when you're fighting too, maybe that was getting into my head a little bit. Is it uh? I mean, is that something that normally affects you, or is it just because of the way everything is right now in the world? You kind of heard it a little more. Uh, you mean the people yelling in the crowd? Yeah. Um, it, honestly, it, it was probably just because it was uh, like a small crowd. Like it's pretty limited still. There's maybe like a hundred people in there or something, so you, mm-hmm. I could just really hear everything. Um, and I just it was actually just like one guy specifically that I could hear the whole fight just mm-hmm. talking shit to me. That's crazy. I mean, because usually when places are full, it's kind of just like almost like a blank noise. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's funny that you say that because usually when I'm at an event, live covering an event, especially like when I go to Mohegan Sun for like Bellator events, they're usually sitting right behind me, like the media yeah. row, and then there's crowd, and there's usually one guy that you hear the whole night. So yeah. that I guess that was the case for all that, all five rounds. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> that one guy telling me to finish the fight. <laughs> Did he uh, have any any unique uh, like uh, tips for you that kind of stuck in your mind? Uh, no, just the, the typical shit, you know, punch him in the face. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you actually, because I know we had talked about it before you were going there and, and like coming from, uh, from Canada into, you know, to, to Philly where the fight was, right? It was in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like just the whole the whole the situation with you know obviously you having to quarantine when you go home and traveling and trying to maintain stay in shape stay stay weight in that week can you just take me through uh how that week was leading up to the fight the the fight week itself was uh pretty fucking stressful man to be honest um so we had to get covid tests uh in order to get on the flight i think that's like an air canada requirement maybe the government's probably making them do that um and it has to be within 72 hours of of when your plane takes off so you need to like try and time this test so that Mm. you know the results are going to come in in time um so you're like you can't do it too early to make sure you're going to get the results because then it's going to be too old so we actually didn't have our results and it was friday night at like 5 p.m and the hospital was closing we had to call them and like hassle them a whole bunch and they didn't want to give us the results or couldn't find them the lady was getting her emails wrong and couldn't get it to us. And we, we eventually finally got it. Mm. Um, so that was super stressful. And then getting there, uh, we had to get other COVID tests for CFFC, obviously. Uh, we find out those are not the right COVID tests to let us back into Canada. So I got a COVID test on weigh-in day for CFFC and on fight day for CFFC. Then on fight day, we also drive to a clinic pay like $200 Canadian each and get our own COVID test so that we can come back into Canada. And I was doing that on fight day, like the day you're supposed to be like relaxing and chilling and eating and hydrating mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like going to get another COVID test. Um, so that was stressful too. And then two days before the fight, I also lost my wallet. I don't know if I lost it or got pickpocketed, but within like 20 minutes, there was charges on my visa card at a gas station. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was stressful to say the least. Holy, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, not for nothing. I mean, that's got to make the win matter a little more. I, I yeah, mean, you for sure. pull off a W after that. For sure, man. Absolutely. Um, what, it, How do you uh, – I mean, I, I guess that's why you do what you do. But, I mean, 
how did you uh do you think that might have affected like the the way the fight came? you fought great but mm-hmm. i mean when the bell rang was it all obviously you have to be present yeah but yeah no like you said i think that's why you do what you do because i put in millions of reps in the eight or 10 or 12 weeks leading up to the fight so that no matter what kind of shit happens when i get in there i, I just do the things that i've repped out and it, it comes naturally hmm I mean, it, it's just crazy to hear about the the testing and stuff like that. I mean, aren't there only? I'm not. Uh, what, what test did they require for me? Because there's the antibodies and I don't know which. Do you, do you guys know which test CFSC did? Was it the antigen test? So maybe CFSC did the antigen test, and mm. and we need the molecular test. I think that's oh. what it was. Wow. And then at the border when we came back, the guy barely fucking looked at my results. I showed him my cell phone. They actually had written the wrong name on my results, and he didn't even pick that up, the border officers. So, obviously, they're not trying too hard to, to do wow. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what's funny? I mean, with the because uh, now with the vaccination thing, I mean, I know you passed through my state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Like, I can literally go to the uh, – I can go right around the corner and get a test, a COVID test if I need to. Yeah. And so it's just crazy to hear the differences of, of what seems to be, you know, yeah. the and logistics then, so of things. When I get back into Canada, they also give me two home test kits, which I had to do myself over the phone with a nurse. And then I send them through pure later back to a lab. And then I get the results and you're, you're technically not supposed to leave your quarantine until your home test results come back too. So mm. I had, I got two before I left just to be safe to know I would get my results back, which almost didn't happen. Then I got three in Philly and then two more when I came home. So how many is that? Seven. I got seven tests within probably like 20 days or something. And obviously it's all good, right? All good. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> Thank God. Huh. You better be right. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, um, so I, I like, uh, you know, looking back at everything, having to go through all that, uh, like I, I read, uh, I think it was MMA Empire. Didn't you did an interview with where where you, or they mentioned that you you would have contemplated uh, walking away or retiring from fighting if you didn't do well. Yeah, I don't like that they made that the headline of the article because it hmm. makes it sound like I really was going to retire. But no, I just told the guy the story like injuries and COVID tests and lost wallet and all this stuff. And man, if I would have lost this fight, maybe I would have quit. So it was like, ah. Uh. I, I probably would have been seriously upset and who who knows what I would have done, but it wasn't uh it wasn't like seriously contemplating retirement at that point. Yeah, no, it's like one of those things where you're like, fuck, I should have stayed home, but yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Um, so like now with the dust settling and everything, I, I mean I know you've been watching everything going on in the sport right now. Uh you just got back to training out because your quarantine's done. Um what what are you uh what 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 what's ahead for for Aaron Jeffrey? Uh, CFFC wants you to defend that thing, or what, what's going on? Uh, no, I don't think they're they're too set on that because I had the uh, the owner comment on one of my Instagram photos and say, uh, "What a great champion! We hope we don't have you long." So I think hmm. he kind of expects me to get the call, but uh, I guess UFC's not really signing fighters right now. Apparently, it's like all short notice fights. Mm-hmm. Um which is difficult for uh, for visa stuff, right? So the whole COVID scene is kind of fucking Canadian fighters over because UFC is not doing shows in Canada. It's difficult for us to get visas. It's only short notice fights. It's just uh, a lot of stuff going on. So I, I don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest. 
Hmm. I wonder if uh, they start, depending on where things going, I wonder if they start planning ahead and trying to have some some guys at least nearby and ready with all the because you you know obviously they're they're starting to go to different locations. Yeah, and um, uh, out out west in Canada, like out in BC, they just had their first MMA show uh, last weekend or a couple weeks ago. So maybe the UFC can come up to BC too, which would be nice. Yeah, or or any promotion at this point, right? I mean, yeah, seriously. It just seems like it's a. Uh, I mean, uh, the the news seems to change every day, but I mean, especially hearing your story, and I'm talking to other fighters from other promotions who's who's ha- who have been. There's guys here that have opponents that they're supposed to fight from mm-hmm. your neck of the woods, and mm-hmm. they're on hold before the yeah. same reason. Yeah. So uh, I, that's actually you kind of answered my next question because I was going to ask you like, are you if you're trying to stay ready for anything short notice? But obviously, that's really not on the table, right? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my manager is working on some some stuff for us, so hopefully, like within the next week or so, uh, I'll know a little bit more. But uh, I, I'm always ready for your short notice, anyways. Like I don't get heavy in between camps. Like I had a two week quarantine. That's all the rest I'm going to be taking. Like a, two practices already today. It's my first day out of quarantine. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be ready if something comes up. You would think with all those tests you got, you you can get fast tracked into. Uh... Seriously, <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? And. Uh, the officer actually showed, like the quarantine officer showed up at my house too. I think it was like day twelve or fourteen of my quarantine. They come and knock on your door and just make sure you're home and ask you questions and shit. Hmm. Busy, yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, what about uh, the whole vaccination thing? I mean, it does would that help if you were able to get it? I don't know. You know what's crazy? Uh, on all like the official documents that you get, it says uh, if you've had a a positive COVID test result within the last ninety days. You don't need to do anything, basically. So if you just test positive once, you're like off the hook for everything. You can just travel and, like, not. I think not worry about quarantine and not worry about extra tests and whatever, which is weird. Yeah, because the antibodies stick around for a while. I I just know somebody that had it, and he keeps telling me that. So, um, but uh, uh, what was it? Uh, you. It's funny you can't get away from the mullet thing, <laughs> even even right after the fight. I mean, you know, CM Punk's asking you to grade his mullet, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you, is it? Are you at the point now that you're just scared to to change your hairstyle? I, I can never cut it now. I know that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's with me for life. It's, cool. it's good. It's a good thing. I'm like, uh, I'm kind of a soft-spoken, quiet guy. I'm not probably going to get much attention for my personality. So if I can just cut my hair a silly way and get the attention that way, it's great. I know. I think you got a great personality, man. I mean, you definitely uh, you're truthful in, when you speak, and and I mean. It helps that you're 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 a pretty good fighter too. I'm okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, congratulations on the win. I appreciate Thanks, the uh, I appreciate the time. I I yeah, know man. you're you're just getting done training and eating and stuff. So I'll, I'll let let you go. But thanks for coming. And uh, thank uh, you, man. If you uh, got anything coming up, I mean, anything you want to shout out, any sponsors you want to plug, uh, go go right ahead. Yeah, just a uh, big thank you always to like everyone that supports me, my coaches. Um, Niagara top team. One of my other coaches, Lyndon Whitlock, is uh, we we talked about him a little bit last time. His gym closed down. He's opening up a new gym. It's going to be uh, Agus MMA. They're going to be opening up uh, just outside of Toronto. So I'm super happy for him. He's going to have another gym to run again. Um, friends, family, girlfriend, everyone supporting me. Oh, that's great. That's great news. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, man. I'll I'll let you get your rest. But thanks okay, for thanks, taking bro. some time to talk. Okay. Have a good night. You Bye. too. Take care.
Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.